Your question is from Danya Tromer, and she asks... <laughs> I love this question. Do you wear high-waisted wa- high pants because you need to hide your tummy or because you want to look like you have a long butt? <laughs> Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. I'm here today with Sarah Morgan. Hello. As usual, how is your week so far? It has been hectic. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about fashion? I can't wait to talk about fashion. Okay. It's going to be so good. (laughs) And this is our other guest, Dylan Usher. Sorry, was I supposed to wait? No, no, no. It's perfect. (laughs) I'm very impatient. Yeah, great. That's awesome. (laughs) I'm eager. And that's the first time I've ever been introed first. Ooh. Very exciting. You've moved up in the ranks. Mm -hmm. Wow. Usually, Usually at the end of the show, Sarah is like, how come I didn't get to talk at all? Wow. (laughs) Wow. Do better. And it's just because she doesn't interject mm, she needs to why. interrupt it's her problem yeah yes. yeah mm. <laughs> and anyways i'm your host sean you still Carter. didn't even say my name i don't think you i just, did say it. dylan did usher oh, yeah okay. thank you i don't think you i think you just said this is our other i guess we'll have to we'll, we'll listen at me we'll listen back very helpful that for in audio yes <laughs> when we Edit that in post Okay, when I post this, are you going to listen to find out whether I said your name or not? Yeah. Oh, you, okay. Yeah, I'll give you that download. Okay, cool. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes people are on the show and then they're like, I'm not even, you know, I was there. Yeah. I do that when I am on podcasts. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I've even listened to episodes of my own podcast, yeah. RIP, but. All right, so this week we're talking about fashion. Yeah, and fashion. Your, is your podcast still going? No. Oh, okay. No, we closed it down uh, after the first season because it was just getting to be too much for me. But the episodes are still all, uh, on on uh, iTunes and everything. What was the name of it uh, again? Yes, Homo. Oh, uh, I have a pin. As opposed, yeah, yeah, I gave out pins. There was lots of swag. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to No Homo, it was just a LGBT comedians podcast. It was really fun. Great. Yeah. Chloe Cunha was my co-host. And big friend of the show, Chloe yeah, Cunha. Yeah, so she's amazing. Make sure to check her out on Yes, Homo as well. Yeah. Um, okay, so you worked in fashion for a while. Yes, huh? I did. So I uh, was a fashion designer for about eight years. Um, I worked specifically in knitwear design. So I made like sweaters and knit dresses and accessories and things like that. Um, I worked, I created my own collections for a few years. I also did a lot of what's called private label work. So I would design um, pieces for other people's fashion collections, um, specifically in like the knitwear space, because it's something that a lot of people needed, but um, didn't like have the skills really to make because it's such a different thing from regular cut and sew clothes. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So how do you get from knitwear? So this is a big thing that when I was asking about who knows about fashion, who I should have as a guest, yeah, immediately your name came up. Yeah, well, and, I would hope so. And uh, then, <laughs> honestly, I think I'm the only person in Boston comedy who has ever worked in fashion. Like, I don't, 
I don't like. I don't know for sure. Yeah, but it's very possible. It's entirely just having watched a lot of shows. I think that's probably true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it oh, was. You mean just from like seeing the people that go up on stage and yeah. how they dress? Is yeah. that where? You're, did you just take a shot at the entire Boston I comedy sure community? <laughs> As okay. I wear a sweatshirt and jeans, you're at home now. Yeah, this is what I. This is to your home. <laughs> So, so you agree with that sentiment, Dylan? Oh, yeah, that you don't think that? But I don't. Un- I don't. I won't say. I don't think it's just comedy. I think all of Boston has a pretty terrible sense of fashion. I've heard I mean, that a lot. having run a business in fashion in Boston, I can pretty accurately say so. And I don't. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Do you I don't think, think if we got thing. some maybe some knit um, hoodies? <laughs> oh, is oh you're trying to commission now? I just mean like I'm out of business. I don't do people, I don't do that. People anymore. love hoodies around here. Yeah, and, that's fine. You know, maybe we could get people to buy some knit hoodies. Mm-hmm. Maybe could be better than what's currently happening. I just like I'm just saying, um, Boston. When you think of like fashion scenes of the world, even of the United States. <laughs> Boston's just not up there. You don't think it's top it's ten? Not, it's not. No, God, no. <laughs> um, it's not a priority here. And I think I think that one of the things that I kept like kind of fighting about when I was working in fashion was like it's not a problem that we're not a fashion scene. Like there are a lot of other things going on here. Um, people are doing a lot more important and interesting things. <laughs> and so you know, yeah, if you don't care too much about what you wear, um, that's totally fine. That being said. There are some like heinous atrocities I have seen in the city of Boston. Yeah, I feel like you're talking. This feels very directed at me. Right? No, like, like, <laughs> like, 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 it's it's madness sometimes. Yeah. Um. You know, socks and sandals don't even begin to cover it. Kind of, kind of madness. It like sometimes it almost seems intentional. Like it should. Like it's like, are you being ironic? or Are you really just that? Awful. Yeah, some of it like might I've, be ironic. Yeah, though. I've read some. Is that like hipster thing? Yeah, I've read people say they think Boston kind of prides itself in being like anti-fashion. I could see that. Oh, that's yeah. that's true for sure. Like but, a lot of sweatpants and UGGs and like schlubby like. I mean, there were like years where people were like, "Sean, would you just wear a sweater?" Yeah, and I was like, "No, yeah, no, I will not. You will like me the way that I'm dressed, <laughs> yeah. or not at all." Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, like, it's not even, it's not even that, but it's like, like, how did you even think those things would like be worn at the same time? <laughs> like, I, like, I'm trying to think of like the classic kind of New England thing is, uh, that always drove me crazy and still does is long sleeves on top, shorts on bottom, mm. like mm. the like fleece or especially fleece on top, shorts on bottom. Like I get it springtime or like early summer gets breezy at night totally fine whatever if you're on the beach if you're like hanging out casual but like at work yeah like no don't go like walking down Newbury Street or whatever in your fleece and cargo shorts and socks with sandals like honestly I think you know if you wear like plain t-shirts and jeans or you know just like plain clothes that's fine you know, it's if it suits you, it's fine. But like, it's this, you know, really aggressive. Like, I I so don't care. But yeah, it's kind of that anti-fashion thing. It's yeah. that like I so don't care about this. I'm gonna smack you in the face with how much I don't care about this, yeah. which means I actually really care about it, but <laughs> want you to not think that I do. 
You know? <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. I don't know. Just be yourself. That's that like when I try to make you untuck your t-shirt from your jeans oh. in the morning and you're like, no, this looks good. Oh, and I'm like, Please. wait, why? Yeah. I like to tuck it from like the t-shirt into the jeans. You know, yeah. like there's a look where that works, but... Why? But why? Do I think you... because it bothers me. At this why? Point. Yeah, I only do it to mess <laughs> oh, with her. Oh gotcha. I don't like go out in public like that. I just Sometimes. it's like a threat every morning. I'm like, mm. I'm gonna leave the house like this, mm. <laughs> and then I never do. Yeah, so it's fine. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing that we definitely got to talk about. Yeah, you designed uh, a dress yeah. or something out of toilet paper. I sure did. Yeah, tissue paper. You, toilet paper. Toilet paper. Yeah. Uh, um, we had to. We were contractually obligated to call it uh, bathroom tissue at the right. time. Okay, uh, it was not allowed to be called toilet paper. Um, I literally signed a contract that I could not say. Now the word you can paper. let loose though. And let it's people been know. like six years. Yeah. I think they will not sue me. And it was another country anyway. It's fine. So. So how did this come about? Okay, so uh, I was living in Toronto at the time. I lived in in Toronto for um, like college and grad school and a few years after, and that's where I started my fashion company. Um, they uh, in Canada they have this national charity for the Canadian Breast Cancer Foundation. This annual fashion show every year called the White Cashmere Collection. Cashmere is a brand of bathroom tissue in Canada. It's like their answer to Charmin, basically. And uh, every year they get fashion designers to make, you know, high-end dresses on a theme um, out of toilet paper. Okay. So it wasn't only just It wasn't you just me. This. No, 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 no. It wasn't just The whole just show me. was, was out of yeah. toilet paper? Okay. Yeah. And so um, I was fortunate enough to be uh, asked to do the show. And these were, I mean, it, so the year that I did it was the 10th anniversary. So they really kind of pulled out all the stops. Um, I think they had like 17 or 20 different designers from, from all across Canada doing this stuff. And I mean, it was, it was actually really awesome because some of them were, um, like, I think at least one, if not both of the, um, winners of Canada's project runway were part of it. Uh. Um, you know, people who have major clothing lines that show at Toronto fashion week every season were in it, you know, um, Joe fresh, which is like one of the hugest Canadian like clothing retailers. They did one, um, you know, so it was like a, a really kind of cool list of, of pretty famous people doing this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, so because I do knitwear, that's the only thing I really know how to make. So I, I knit a dress out of, uh, toilet paper for them. And I, I actually was the, um, first and I think still only designer to 100% knit their outfit for this, for this show. Um, Sounds like that would be difficult. It was. It was about three months of work. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and basically what they did was um, they sent us. So we one of the, like the like design the trade secrets of, of the show is they don't give you like rolls of fully processed like toilet paper that's quilted and perforated and all that stuff. Mm. They give you the large sheets that they use okay. in the factory. So it's a little bit to, easier. It's than, a little yeah. bit. But. It's all single ply. Mm -hmm. They gave me about 25 pounds of it. So I had this gigantic box of toilet paper. And um, they gave us two colors because it's a breast cancer foundation. They have white and then they also had pink paper. Um, and so basically the, the paper was um, six foot by six foot sheets of single ply 
toilet paper in massive quantities. And so basically, you know, I had to figure out how to make yarn out of toilet paper. Yeah. So um, what I ended up doing... By the way, probably the thing that a cat would like to play with the most is yarn (laughs) made out of toilet paper. It was... Yeah, it was. I'm. I didn't have any pets at the time, oh, and uh, yeah, I'm really <laughs> grateful for it. Um, so basically, what I did was I took these six foot by six foot sheets of toilet paper. I put two of them together. I folded them about six times so that it created like a like a folded piece that was like long and skinny. Mm-hmm. I then took a rotary cutter, like a, a like basically a pizza cutter. Yeah. Um and cut one inch long one inch wide strips out of that. Then I spun those strips into plies. So basically um I don't know if you've ever been to one of these like uh, like historic villages where they're like spinning yarn on a spinning wheel or like they have what's called a drop spindle where it's basically like a, it's like a long stick and like a spinning mm-hmm. top on top and then a little hook. Yeah. I used one of those. Wow. So I spun the individual strips of toilet paper into plies and then spun two of those plies together to make the yarn. How long did that take? Uh, the, the making the yarn probably took like two of the three months. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's slow going. Yeah. Um, and I had to, like I had to make a full dress out of it. So like I yeah I probably just spun for like three or four weeks. That's all I did. Oh my God. So after all of this um, was done, we submitted the dresses, and then like two like a month or two before. The uh, runway show, we had a really nice um, fancy photo shoot at Mm -hmm. a museum uh, in the city in Toronto. And so we did like a photo shoot with a model and everything like that. And then we did a big like gala runway show with like 500 people and you know, um, media and stuff from all over the country. That was the picture you shared on yeah. Facebook, right? Well, yeah. the, the picture I shared on Facebook, I think, was actually from one of the magazines that oh, okay. covered it. So, that was a really cool picture. Yeah, it was really neat. And what actually ended up, ended up happening, if you look really closely at the picture, you can kind of see that there's a piece on her underarm that's, like, sticking out mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, the problem was we had to dress our models about an hour and a half before the show actually happened, and it's always really, really hot backstage at a runway show and so she was sweating and so it started breaking so but like 20 maybe like (laughs) 10 minutes before the show I had to run backstage with a roll of like packing tape and like tape it under her underarms so that her sweat oh wouldn't God. just like make the dress disintegrate. Right. Like As they should have like a walk-in freezer for those girls. Yeah. That hang out yeah. I mean, we stage. like the show was at a museum and, um, you know, the backstage, cause you also have to have like all the hair and makeup people. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's always tons of people trying to like get around and stuff. So, um, I mean, it's always super hot backstage no matter what. And they never give you enough space. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's what it's made to do is to like disintegrate when it basically. Gets away, I mean, so. yeah, exactly, <laughs> I mean, exactly. And mine didn't have any backing or yeah. any like mm-hmm. you know foundation or anything in it. Yeah, so, like, you're that like, was really you're going pure. I was that. going hard. I appreciate yeah, that. I was going that's hard. Like I, um, I yeah, I really loved. I loved the piece. I loved the design. Um, and what was another thing that uh, not a lot of people know about it is I changed the design like two days before it was due and like had to 
like completely rip out like two thirds of my work and like redo it. <laughs> it was really rough. Yeah. It ended up, I think, being really effective, but it was meant to look completely different um, up until about forty eight hours before I had wow. to submit it. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was that was that was one for the books for sure. So you so you studied fashion in college. I actually didn't. You didn't. No. And then, but you opened your own company, I your did. own fashion yeah. company. So I'm so completely. How does that happen? You um, just mm-hmm. you just went. You know what? I think I know what I'm doing. Well, it's kind of a it's kind of a silly story. So, um, yeah, I, I actually studied linguistics in college. I went to my undergrad and I, I got a master's degree in it. I was going to be a, a professor and academic, um, but then I realized I hated academia, and so I, you know stopped doing that and kind of was looking for what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and in college I had picked up knitting just like as a hobby. So I was with, you know, the mommies in the yarn shop and we would do like, who doesn't in college? Yeah. I mean, you know, know? like that's basically what I was doing. And, and I, it was just something that I really enjoyed and something that I took on really kind of quickly and, and was, you know, realizing I was doing pretty well. Um, and so I worked a job out of college or after my master's degree, um, left that job, started a new job, promptly got fired from that job. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't have anything else to do. Might as well, you know, take the leap and start, you know, start designing. So that's really brave that I would. (laughs) Well, I was also, where did you go from, from, um, knitting to all of a sudden now having to actually design and put together. Yeah. So, I mean, originally my plan or my originally like how I started designing was, um, for like the crafting industry, because in, with knitting, it's, it's really interesting because there's kind of two separate, but very parallel like groups. So there's um, like crafting the mommies in the yarn shop and then there's knitting and knitwear for fashion and industry. Um, And so there's right now there's a little bit more crossover than there was, but this was in uh, like 2009, 2010 when I was thinking about starting, starting to do this. Um, So my, my original path was, Um, you know, I was going to design for like knitting magazines and, um, you know, blogs and Ravelry, which is a knitters website that's still very widely used, um, you know, to try and sell the patterns for other people to make, um, worlds that exist that like, you don't even think about. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. And there, you know, there's a lot of people who do this. Um, and what I found was, um, a lot of the stuff that I was designing was not working really well for that world. But yeah. then I took literally the same samples that I had made. And um, I have a, a very good friend of mine who's who's still very close to me, um, who at the time was a writer. Oops, sorry. Uh, was, a, was writing for a magazine. And so he knew a lot of like the fashion editors mm-hmm. in Toronto. And so he said you know, give me your samples and let me show it to some of the people that I know and see what they think. Um, and they ended up really liking it because they hadn't really seen, you know, knitwear that had looked like that before, you know? Um, so what happens once you get hired on, you know, now you have your own company, mm -hmm. um, do people commission you for things or do you just create it and then hope that somebody buys it? Yeah. So, um, what I did for the first, like, Mm, pretty much the the entire time I was in Toronto, which was 
I had the company there for about three years. I only started making my own collection like the last six months that I was there and then in my time in Boston. Um, so most of what I would do uh, was this um, private label work. So it was like ghost designing. So I would approach other fashion companies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd look at their previous collections uh, and I did a lot of cold calling and cold emailing. It was just like, hey, you know, I'm a really big fan of your work. I think this is really interesting. Here's some of the work I've done. Um, I see you don't really have a lot of like knit pieces in your collection. What would you think about you know, this, and then I'd sketch, you know, five, 10 different things. Um, and then we'd have some meetings and then sometimes they would be like, yeah, we want to do this. And sometimes they wouldn't. Um, but it was really cool. I got, I got some really good opportunities that way. Um, I worked with one of those project runway people actually. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually still really doing well. Their company is called Greta Constantine. They're showing in, you know, Paris and Milan and all that stuff now. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Yes. Do you still knit at all? For I do. Fun? Yeah. I so actually have a project like in my backpack right now. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. I mean, there was a while when I, after I closed my business where I had to like, <laughs> you know, take, 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 a, take, take some time off. But, um, yeah, I do. I do still. That's cool. Knit. Yeah. I was in a knitting group for a while, but I only got, I can make scarves, squares, and hats. Yeah, that's, that's great. It. But I find it very, like, fun. What yeah. do you do with the square? You can, like, stitch them together and make other things. It's like an yeah. oven Make a blanket. Or, oh, or, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depending on how many squares you have, gotcha. how big they are. Yeah. yeah, my stuff takes so long that sometimes they discontinue the yarn before I mm-hmm. finish it. So I've learned to buy in bulk. But. Yeah. <laughs> Sean's probably, you've, have you ever even seen me knit? I've never seen you knit. No. I have a huge bag of half-finished projects in our closet right nice. now. <laughs> no. So uh, Rihanna was at the poorhouse the I other night. Know. Speaking of fashion, uh, yeah. apparently she has a store in Boston. Oh, she does? That's, uh, what, the, that, like, that's what the bartender Fenty. was telling me. Fenty is her brand. Yeah, she has yeah. Like a crossover okay. laundry line right now with designer but we have you seen her stuff at all or i mean i've seen fenty yeah Yeah. um i i saw the news when she came out with the brand because it's only like a year or two old like it's pretty new i think it was like so yesterday uh you know it was tuesday or whatever that she Mm. she stopped by the poorhouse and it ended up in the newspaper yeah but i woke up to like 30 messages about rihanna (laughs) and you were like messaging me about the poorhouse that was me yeah Yeah, i I saw it at like nine (laughs) o'clock that morning and immediately messaged you yeah why does everybody think i'm into rihanna now (laughs) and i was like oh she was at the poorhouse yeah yeah Yeah. but yeah you saw how busy it was there last night yeah do you think it was because of that a few people, uh, I guess, were asking if she was oh, going to yeah. be there, and it's like the man. only people I heard asking about it were other comics yeah. who, like, I know saw that you posted it. Yeah. So um, I feel like if yeah, you're celebrity, once it hits the paper, you're like, well, I'm not hanging yeah, out there gotta, anymore. Gotta go. <laughs> you know. Um, I love that she went there three times. That's great. Like, what, what do you what think it was that Rihanna... got her in there? The well, they were saying like the pancakes, the wings, right? Was yeah, the there was the wings. <laughs> yeah, the wings were really and then good. She got kicked out of her hotel. I love. Is that right? I didn't yeah. hear that. Well, part. that's the rumor. Yeah, true. Rumor mill, but for smoking too much weed in the hotel room. <laughs> Which, like, I've worked front desk at a hotel and. You have to smoke we so much weed. Rarely kicked. We, like, people would complain. We'd be like, yeah, we'll tell them to, like, tone it down. And yeah, do yeah, nothing, yeah. So. The, it's uh, still pretty cool. The I guy mean, that works the door told me that she was, like, heading their way, and he was like, I think this is. I think this is real. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I, I guess I have to check her ID. <laughs> I think that's great, man. Um, all right. So I think that's probably about all that we have time to cover tonight. Yeah. Unless any other questions? 
I have a million questions. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's, let's hit one more then. Yeah. Um, okay. This is a technical question. Okay. So if you design something that is in a pattern mm-hmm. and then you sell it to somebody who's going to like produce it in bulk, mm-hmm. how, do they... Is there a machine that can do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of it's really complex. Yeah, right? so um, one of the things that I actually did was design for machine knitting, and, and I have knitting machines. I had them in my studio, and now they're in my house. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're, that's a whole other world. Wow. Um, yeah, one of the other things I did was I taught um, machine knitting at RISD, actually, uh, oh, in their, so that's in their a textiles whole, department. Like, separate skill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, so typically, typically, if you're um, making samples for things that are going to go into production, you would design them on a machine so that you can not only give them like the actual specs, but the the technical mm-hmm. specifications, and just hand them off and say, you know, this is what you. This is what you want to do. Um, and then the factories have, you know, incredibly complex, incredibly expensive machines that are like way more advanced than what I'm able to do. So usually they would take something that I, you know, if I spent eight hours making it by hand, the machine could do it in like 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, wow. they just type it in and it goes. These machines are like half a million dollars. They're like incredible. Yeah. It's incredible what they can do. Oh, last question, which yes. this might, this, you know, maybe we won't even. Your dog is sitting at my feet right now, no. and it's very cute. It's great. <laughs> oh. So this is, this is a little unrelated, but yeah. um, you recently, you've gotten a, very into, like, baking. I have, yeah. Is this, is this what you're, the direction that you're heading now? Um, not professionally, okay. I don't think. Just um, more of a hobby. It, it is, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I would say, like, an aggressive hobby. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> this is kind of what I do, though, is, like, I find one thing and, like, I make that my thing. Yeah. Um, the po- the Because you, you post pictures of this stuff online. I do, and yes. it is, like, Follow every time Instagram. I'm, like... Yeah, what's the Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is at Dylan J. Usher, D-Y-L-A-N-J-U-S-C-H-E-R. Um, and every time you post it, I'm, like, why is that food not here yeah. right now? <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, it was... Uh, it was uh, I was watching Great British Bake Off and was, like, hmm, those things that they're making look really good. I wonder if I can do that, and then I can do it. Yeah. I haven't really taken the sourdough dive yet, but I do want to. I want to get some so starter. Get some sourdough starter, name it something, take care of it like it's a yep. pet, you know. Yeah. My parents have one that they've had as long as I can remember. Oh, yeah. It's, like, moved with us a few oh, years. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sarah's dad makes, like, uh, sourdough, like, pancakes, right? Oh, yeah. They're mm-hmm. so good. They're great. Yeah. They're it's, it's worth the drive to Tennessee just for that. <laughs> alone. So. All right. Well, um, hey. That's that's our fashion show. Here we go, yeah. And uh, so, Dylan Usher, thanks yeah, for being thank with you. us. This was so much fun. One last time, anything, uh, a website or maybe a show that you have regularly? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, my website and Instagram and Twitter are all the same. It's Dylan J. Usher. Uh, and um, come hang out at the People Show every Sunday at Improv Boston at 9.30. I run it. It's fun. Perfect. Yeah. Sarah, anything that you want to plug? <laughs> <laughs> You can come find me at Evertrue slinging software products Monday to Friday, <laughs> eight to five, nine Get to it. six, Get something it. like that. Yeah, yeah. No, don't come see me; it's very boring. <laughs> okay, edit that out. All right, <laughs> my job is boring. Twice. It's out. All right, thanks so much. Yeah. All right, next up is the debate. These are recorded live at Maggie's Lounge every Friday night at seven p.m.
This first debate will be between Hallie Griffin, who had just won a round in the gauntlet, and Craig Biedemann. All right, I gotta hand the win here to Hallie Griffin. Okay, next up, everybody, please welcome Craig Bideman. Hallie, would you like to go first or second? Second. A second. Okay, Craig, you can pick from anything except bottoms and tops. <laughs> I can do a trick. <laughs> I was trying to be sad that I can't pick tops or bottoms. <laughs> Let's go with Nancy. <laughs> okay. You're, oh boy, <laughs> this is the shortest question of the night. It's from Zach Jones. Zach Jones! And Who? it simply says, belts or suspenders? Ooh. Belts. If I ever, so I used to tuck in my shirt every day, and I feel like uh, if you don't have a belt on and you're wearing pants right now, we don't run a circus here. Keep those pants up. You wear a fucking belt. In my house, you wear a belt. I want to see everyone's belts out right now. If you're not wearing a belt, get out of here. If you're not wearing a belt, I want you to leave. Katie, leave. David, leave. Everyone, leave if you're not wearing a belt. That's my point. That's how you keep your trousers up. You wear a belt. You don't wear a belt and let your pants sag down. No, you keep them nice and tight right above your bottom and right around your waist. A nice, tight belt. I'll come back for later. All right. um, you guys ever heard the really negative expression, tightening your belt? Yeah. Uh, negative connotations with money, negative connotations with weight loss. You ever have a really big meal and you have to loosen your belt after? Isn't that the worst feeling in the world? You know what doesn't fill you with shame? Suspenders. You fucking let it rip. Let it rip. You don't have to, you wanna unbuckle it and do that cool like dad fireman thing? You can do that. You can't do that with a belt. You unbuckle your belt in public, you're a fucking freak. You unbuckle your suspenders? Who's this gentleman relaxing in his free time? Also, I just want to say, um, I feel like suspenders, that's like the, I don't know, what's it called? Uh, I'm a comedian. I feel like if I'm wearing suspenders out in the wild, people know I'm a comedian. John. I don't have to explain. All right. I, for one, am a fan of a little BDSM, <laughs> and the best thing you can do with a belt, you can really tie one off there. <laughs> I'm a big fan of pushing the limits, and a belt allows you to do that. Suspenders do not allow you to do that. That's valid, thanks Joel. I'm gonna leave on that, even though you crushed yeah. it. Good job, good job. Um, you saying you can't do BDSM stuff with a with a suspenders? Do you know what a cat of nine tails is? <laughs> That's like a nine times hotter than a belt. Some people get it. It's like a whip, but with nine whips. Suspenders. 
pretty much a cat of two tails. Still twice as sexy as a BDSM belt. <laughs> also, time. <laughs> All right, point of clarification. What it, what's a cat? What? Uh, okay, all right. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, <laughs> I, I gotta hear the word here to Hallie Griffin. Okay. All right, let's start up the bracket. So, first up tonight, everybody, please welcome Tyler Derniak and Katie Dungar. Okay, um, Tyler, would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. Okay. Katie, you can pick from any category you'd like. Let's be fancy. Fancy. All right. Your question is from Steve Albert. He asks, does someone who wears steampunk all the time... I'm counting steampunk as fancy. Does someone who wears steampunk all the time have a right to complain when mistaken for a train conductor? I've seen how people in this city treat MBTA employees, not to mention Amtrak employees, and I think at this point, no matter what you're wearing, if somebody mistakes you for a train conductor, oh yeah, you've got right to complain. <laughs> Your uh, choice of putting goggles on a top hat notwithstanding, <laughs> nobody should be subjected to the kind of abuse and poop cleanup that MBTA conductors have to deal with on a daily basis. Thank you. You have, you have no right or reason to complain if you're wearing steampunk and people think that you're a train conductor because then you've, d you've just achieved the goal. Like, you shouldn't complain if you're a furry and someone pets you. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing. If you've achieved the maximum, you've hit the peak, you are the ultimate steampunk, you have a steampunk job. Maybe even a steampunk career. They have a pension. <laughs> Train conductor uniforms are ugly. And you're going to look at this, this very fine waistcoat that I spent hours upon hours altering. And, and you're just going to brush it off like that? How dare you? I am a professional cosplayer. And thank you very much. I pilot an airship, not a train. <laughs> I'm sorry, some of us are more blue-collar fucking cosplayers. <laughs> I'm the people's steampunk. I am the working man's steampunk. I clock in and out. I don't go on the fancy airship, even though this is the fancy subject since it's steampunk. I'm not a fancy man. I am a steampunk of the people. 
It's a steampunk world Time. out there. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys both made some really good points, but I got to hand the win to the steampunk of the people, Tyler Derniak. All right, next up, everybody please welcome Liz Esty and Shelly Gruenberg. Okay. Um, Liz, do you want to go first or second? Your question's going to be tops either way. Uh, I'll go second. Okay. Shelly, your question is from Katie Ham. Katie asks... Should women be able to go shirtless in public, or should men put on shirts and stop making us look at their pointless nipples? Men shouldn't make us look at their nipples. Everyone should wear shirts. What are you feeding? Thank you. I'm going to play against type here and say everyone should go topless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time to look my shame in the face and say, check out this nipple. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. I just made it seem like I only have one. I have two. Um, which you would know if I was allowed to go topless. Hashtag free the nipple, bitches. <laughs> I'm open to freeing the nipple in everyone's homes. I like wearing a shirt. I have too many folds to not wear a shirt at all times. Thank you. You can blame genetics or the antidepressants, but I get overheated very quickly. And uh, I would like a cool breeze under, you know, let's, let's uh, air out the underboob, okay? Um, you know what I'm talking about. Bras are a prison. All right, I got to hand the win here to Liz Esty. Next up, everybody, please welcome Ken Green and Emma Schmidt. Okay, Ken, would you like to go first or second? I'll go first. First, all right. And the ascot makes you bold. The ascot is great. This is amazing. Yeah, it's a good look. All right, uh, you can pick any category you'd like. Oh, boy. Uh, wild card, I guess. Wild card. Yeah. Okay. Your question is from Meg Connolly. She asks, baby fashion. Is it setting your kid up for success, or are you living vicariously through your infant? Uh, we're, we're, we're in a very shallow world, very tough world. Uh, and because it's shallow, I think we're saying we're, that's setting your baby up for success. Because the way we're going now, you could put a baby in a suit, and he would be elected president tomorrow. <laughs> he would be running a, a Fortune 500 company. 
is success. We're shallow. We, we're impressed by shiny objects and people in suits, and that's why we're in the situation we got now, because some guy wore a red tie, and everybody said, oh, I'm going to grab the red tie. I like that guy. He says, he says things, and he's wearing a tie, so he must know things. Like, you know, so, yeah, we're shallow, we're shallow people, so, yeah, just get, it's going to work. Put the baby in a three-piece suit tomorrow. Okay, listen, baby fashion is hot, okay? <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, I'm saying, okay, I like, I see pictures of myself when I was younger and I was like rocking like some like cool overalls and shit. And I'm like, wow, I wish I still had those. Do we know what I'm like? I looked good. Sick the cycle of fashion. In the 90s, now it's 20 years late. It's a 20-year cycle. Thank you. I don't know how else to explain this, but, yeah, I would be vicariously living through my infant because, you know, when you're a mom, you can't dress cool. <laughs> or at least they don't. I don't know. They can <laughs> I know there's no kink shaming on this show, but <laughs> I believe we can draw the line at babies are hot. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That is a, uh, baby fashion. All right, baby fashion. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't care how to dress. I'm not, you know. I'll look at the baby and say, you're my administrative assistant tomorrow. I'll be here at 9 o'clock. I'm not going to like, ooh, you got it going on, little Ch Chucky or whatever your name is. <laughs> redeem myself here. <laughs> um, okay, I did not say babies are hot. We know that. Um, you know, <laughs> you guys know how, like, a look can be hot, you know? Like, like, sneakers can be hot, you know? Like, they're smoking, you know? They're like, sneak, like, if I just, if I look at sneakers, like, without anyone connected to them, I just see a cool pair of sneakers, I'm like, wow. Time. Wow, Emma. You spent your first turn uh, saying babies are hot, and the second turn gaslighting this entire room. <laughs> I gotta hand the wind to Ken Green. <laughs> uh. All right, hey, that's round one. Let's, uh, let's, let's go through some questions that didn't quite make it on. You guys are gonna decide the final question of the night. Whichever one of these questions you like the best, that will be the final question of the night, okay? So this is a little segment I like to call no contest. Leather jacket with denim pants or denim jacket with leather pants? Okay, it's okay. Okay, here's another one from Ken Green, he asks, more troublesome word to have on the butt of your pants. Juicy or gap? <laughs> okay. That's in the lead. All right. Which fashion faux pas would Fox News spend more time talking about? When Obama wears a tan suit or when Donald Trump wears an orange jumpsuit? And finally, uh, this question's from Nick Martucci. Do pointy-nippled mannequins 
more realistically display an outfit, or are they just there to make you horny? <laughs> All right, I think uh, maybe the Juicy Gap one? <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Please stop chanting Juicy Gap. Okay, okay, that's the question. All right, just stop. All right, next up, starting off round two, everybody, please welcome Tyler Derniak and Sean Rosa. Tyler, would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. Okay, Sean, you can pick hats or tops? Tops. Your question is from Liz McDonald. She asks, during a feud, Donatella Versace uh, said to Giorgio Armani, Mm. quote, I dress sluts, you dress church ladies. Now, obviously, both slut and church lady are valid expressions of femininity. But who would you, who would be more fun to dress? Sluts or church ladies, Sean? Guys, listen. (laughs) I don't feel comfortable calling women sluts. (laughs) Listen, I know. Listen, you all, you all booed when I won the first round, so I had to put my hater blockers on. (laughs) So you know what? I'm gonna go right into it. I'd rather dress sluts. Yeah! 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 Church ladies, they only wear their their clothes on Sundays. Sluts, every day you can be a slut. Monday, any day, anyone with a why, that's slut day. That's not on the Sabbath. Every day is the Sabbath if you got a you got a you got a sweet puss or whatever. <laughs> See, I, I, I think we have we have just a a false difference between these two because church ladies can also be slutty. Like I want I want to have like church clothes that look nice, but then when you come home, it's like a single tearaway, like like basketball players when they're done warming up. It, you know, you know, slutty church clothes. It's a thing. Look it up. Go to church once in a while. Guys, God is watching us all. And if I make clothes for God, God will let me into heaven. Unlike some people, Sean, Sean, other Seans. Just like the movie, all Seans go to hell. Listen, just because... Tyler goes to a church where Irish need not apply. Listen. Would you rather be in heaven with God and angels and all the fucking goody two-shoes of the world? Or would you rather be in hell where all the sluts are? Yeah! Time. 
I'd rather be in heaven because it would keep me away from all those dirty Irish. <laughs> I mean, clearly Sean Rosa won this round. I can't even, I didn't. Not happy about this. Okay. All right. Next up. Okay. We got uh, four people left, so just three debates. So next up, everybody, please welcome Sean Rosa and Danya Tromer. Sean, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Danya, fancy or bottoms? Ooh, let's go fancy. Let's go fancy. Fancy, okay. Your question is for May Keith. She asks, would you rather wear a tuxedo to your first day at a boring job or wear cargo shorts to your first day in a fancy, high-powered law firm? I'm all about the cargo shorts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Big pocket guy. I got a lot of things to carry around. I got my wallet, um, a big old ball of iron for some reason. I just got to, I keep that thing on me, you know, in case I got to throw it at a vampire of some sort. I'm also got excellent calves, okay? I'm a man who can make cargo shorts work. All right, I wear them with super high socks. It's amazing, it's good. Sandals too, this is the ultimate vacation. Also, at a high powered law firm, you need to chill out a little bit, you know? You need a little relaxation. You know how many pockets a suit has? Many, but you know what they don't look like? Cargo shorts, okay? You want that style, you want that efficiency, and I should be president, thank you. Wait, what was I defending? Tuxedo at a boring job. Tuxedo at a boring job? Yeah. Yeah. What, what is a boring job, everyone? Get. <laughs> My mom is not a boring job. She, there's a 401k in there somewhere. Health insurance. I. I mean, I don't have. I mean, I'm off for her health insurance. I'm too old. But yeah, wear a tuxedo to a boring job. Don't listen to this ghost of a Ghostbuster. <laughs> and you don't. What do you need pockets for? You're ethereal. You're. A, you're a spirit. You don't need pockets. I don't need pockets either because I don't have anything to do with my job. Time. Don't listen to this ghost of a poet. The cardigan. I don't know why I'm a ghost. That's kind of cool. I, I, I like that. I actually, I do show up to my job at Sean's mom in cargo shorts. <laughs> And she appreciates the practicality. 
okay? She likes it. She likes my big, bad law firm job, and she likes my pockets because she can put her hands in there. Time. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Ah, everybody, oh, that's why you're a ghost, because you talk like you're telling a scary story. <laughs> and you are, because you're fucking my mom. Look at you, fucking my mom, also having a dad. <laughs> Quit showing off. You're just stunting all over me right now. <laughs> Time. Well, you're both great, but I got to hand the win here to Sean Rosa. All right, next up, everybody, please welcome Ted Pettengel and Liz Esty. Okay. <laughs> this is this is great. Okay. Um, Ted, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I will go second, Sean. Great. Liz, I think um, maybe we'll do that uh, leather jacket, denim pants, or denim jacket, leather pants. Which one do you want? All righty. Talking about range of motion, I would like denim pants and a leather jacket. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I do not have the right body for leather pants in that I have a human body. Um, <laughs> I just think you can get away with a leather jacket. Leather pants, you are trapping all sorts of stuff uh, that you do not want. <laughs> uh, that is rough. I would like to wear a leather jacket. I think I'll feel cool. I'll feel like a badass. Um, I won't look like one, but I'll feel cool. Um, and this is in a fictional world where I can afford a leather jacket. Because <laughs> uh, leather jackets for fat people are expensive. <laughs> yes, the fat tax is real, and I hate it. Thank you. So we all know what uh, a leather jacket, or not, no, I'm sorry. We all know what a, a denim jacket and denim pants is called, right? A Canadian tuxedo. But you know what a leather, or you know what a denim jacket and leather pants is called? A Canadian fuckseedo. <laughs> and I'm down to bone those Canucks. I'm not. I've talked about my time in Canada here before. I went there for school once. It was horrible. <laughs> um, I would like the Canadians to fuck themselves, <laughs> not me. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, America, but not that part. Thank you. 
Sure, you can put on some denim jeans and a leather jacket, and you can go back in time to the 1950s when being edgy was just finger blasting in the back of a car. <laughs> but I'm living in 2019, and I want to go to our neighbor in the north and fuck their racist prime minister. <laughs> All right, wow. <laughs> wow, you really gave it to the Canadians, both of you. Um, so uh, I guess I got to hand the win here to Ted Pettengal. I know, it was a, it was a tight one. <laughs> like leather pants, yes. It's, it's weird, like, I didn't know that of the Italians and, like... Irish that the Canadians would be the ones that you guys really went after tonight. Like, but here we are. Okay, so final debate. Everybody, please welcome Ted Pettengill and Sean Rosa. As someone who's both Italian and Irish, I'm so thankful for the Canadians being the most racist of all, apparently. All right. Um, Ted, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second, Sean. Okay, Sean, our final question of the night, as determined by the crowd here, is from Ken Green. He asks, more troublesome word to have on the butt of your pants, juicy or gap? <laughs> Listen, if you're going to have words on the back of your pants, it's because you, you got to let people know what they're working with. And I want people to know that they are working with a great gap. They, oh, my God, juicy? You don't know what the, what the juices are. They could be all sorts of things. Lube? Pus? Anything. You know what? When you have a gap, you don't need juice. No juice. Elasticity takes care of everything. Look at this guy up here, kink-shaming people who are into any or all of the juices. This really comes off as a real Andy Borhole. He looks like a boring Andy Warhol. Get it? <laughs> Listen, I don't mind a gap, but I want some juice down there. Whether it be natural, supernatural. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Somebody, a man, woman, as long as it's got a, a butt crack full of ectoplasm, that is what I am all about. Listen, you could be into whatever juices you want, whether they be, you know, I mean, I'm sure since Ted made the Andy Warhol reference, he uses Campbell's soup. <laughs> but it doesn't, like, don't leave your gaps open, is all I'm saying. 
If you want to fill your gaps, fill them with whatever you feel like. Soup, lube, a fist, who cares? When you say fill your gap with soup, is it still in the can? Because if it is, that's not juicy at all. But I'm not going to kink shame you about it. All right, well, there's no way that I could pick a winner here, so I need you all to help me out. Go into the Pick a Side Stupid Facebook group right now, and there's a poll at the top of the page that says Ted Pettingell and Sean Rosa. Choose your winner, and we will announce it in a few minutes. Hey, the votes are in tonight. You guys chose your winner, and our winner this evening is Sean Rosa. was pick a side stupid if you liked what you heard please rate review and subscribe to the show hey everyone that's our show for this week thank you for listening we'll be back again next friday with more debates at maggie's lounge in quincy 7 p.m and if you want to find me another night of the week, Mondays we're at Maggie's Lounge with stand-up comedy at 8 p.m. And Wednesdays we're in the basement of the Poor House at 8 p.m. doing stand-up comedy as well. And don't forget we have a special Halloween show coming up at the Comedy Studio in Somerville October 20th. So get your tickets on Eventbrite for our October 20th Halloween show at the Comedy Studio in Somerville.